0: Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Life Church Podcast. In these episodes, you will hear encouraging messages from our weekend services. If you'd like to know more about us, watch a live stream, or find the closest Eastern Iowa campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. A couple of weeks ago, I shared about Peter and how his betrayal caused him great shame. But because of Jesus' care and forgiveness, he was restored. And this last weekend, Pastor Josh shared about the pain and heartache that Hannah of the Old Testament overcame to see the peace and blessing of God in her life. And he also shared from his personal story of the difficulties he and his wife, Courtney, faced. Well, today, I wanna share some of my story with you. These are transitional moments in my life that had a great amount of impact on my journey. And my hope is that you find your courage, boldness and victory as you weather your own storms. You know, I began thinking about this idea of transitional moments during a class that I took in seminary. This particular project was to look at my life on a timeline. I had to go all the way back starting from birth to now. And I needed to pinpoint critical moments that either brought significant pain or significant joy. And it gave me the opportunity to identify particular seasons, as well as remember the important people that walked with me during those times. You know, I'd never done an exercise like this before, but navigating through the project and having profound discussions with my cohort, I was able to process key transitional moments in my own life. So in a very succinct way, I wanna give you a glimpse of what some of my journey has looked like. So we're gonna go all the way back to 1976, and I'm a year old. My mom and dad had got divorced. I obviously don't remember that specific time, but I do remember as I grew older, the feelings of rejection, confusion, and being lost without my biological father in the picture. But this was my first experience with loss. Some years later, there was an incident involving a friend of the family. And again, I don't remember any of the details, but there was a loss of innocence and trust. You know, my mom eventually remarried and I got a new stepdad, (laughs) but he went from job to job and we moved from state to state. In fact, in one year, we moved four times in two different states. And during that time, our family had grown to two boys and two girls. That made six of us. But sadly, in the span of 10 years, there was another betrayal, another divorce, and another loss of a father figure. This time it felt different. I was grown, right? I was a teenager and wanted to protect my family. I carried a sense of responsibility to be a father figure and protector for my siblings. I felt like I had to grow up a lot faster than those around me. And this was my first memory of a transitional moment. And this was my first 14 years of life. Not too long after, there was another marriage, a second stepfather, and yet another move across the country. There was a new city, a new culture, and new schools. And by this time in my life, change was the only constant. And now, I'm about to head off to college when I'm confronted with the horrible news that one of my younger siblings has been sexually abused. It literally tore our family to pieces There was more devastation, there was more division, and there was more change. So now I've graduated college, and I experienced my first real relationship loss. And only two years into my first ministry position, I I walked alongside my senior leader as he became a widower. And for many reasons, I felt that I had to move on. So I made a pivotal career change, and I left a place of being a mentor and a teacher to now I became the mentee and a student. So after a couple of years of a very successful ministry, I was offered an opportunity of a lifetime. I'd be a part of an executive team of a fast-growing church and I'd be given leadership responsibilities like I'd never experienced. But I knew this decision would take me to yet another state. However, making this move would be an end to a, a very special relationship to me. I had some real reservations, but I knew it was the right decision. It was a completely different culture, not only because of where I was geographically, but the work environment was also very different. And it quickly became clear that I was a fish out of water. And within six month period, I had gone from what seemed to be the best career move of my life to the most lonely, isolated, and depressed place I'd ever been. I was in a crisis. I ended up resigning my position and moving back to California only to find that my previous position was gone and I had to work odd jobs to survive. I had once again experienced the loss of a relationship and now a career. I hit a wall and I was in another transitional moment. Get this. This was the first 28 years of my life. Finally, let's take a peek into March of 2009 as I get a call that no one wants to receive. My sister was on the phone telling me that we had just lost our youngest brother. He was only 27 and it was to a heart attack. In an instant, our family unit had changed. Another wall, another transition. Then three years ago, after many years of trying to conceive a second child, my wife and I were sitting in the ultrasound room Waiting to see the current stage of the growth of the baby only to hit with the news that this little girl growing in the womb hadn't developed a brain and would not survive. The loss of this child was then followed up by laying to rest all three of my remaining grandparents. Loss, crisis, pain, walls, yep, I've been there, I've experienced it. The truth is there's not one person living that will be spared their touch and I believe that this is an unavoidable, and I also believe it's a necessary part of our journey. So now you've heard a little bit about my story, and I've used this word transition a lot, and so you may be wondering, how would you define that? Well, it's the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. A lot of the time, I use these words, change and transition interchangeably, However, psychologists and therapists give clear distinction between the two. So change is described as something universal that happens to all of us, no matter who you are. And it takes place outside of the individual. In other words, it's external. Uh, Whereas transition is described as something that we experience internally. So change being external and happens to you or is imposed on you. For instance, derecho. Derecho took my roof off or flattened somebody's house. Um, Or you're terminated from your job. These are things that have been imposed on you. And transition is something that happens inside of you. For many of us, big life transitions are usually preceded by moments of change. And we would label these as crisis moments like loss, cancer, uh, betrayal, shattered dreams, and so on. These crises can easily turn into walls or barriers that can trap us for months and most often years. For so many, that's exactly what has happened. The crisis has caused such an impenetrable wall that instead of transitioning through it or with it, we've gotten stuck or worse, we've retreated and gone backwards. So I know this can be hard to hear, but there may be someone listening today that has been stuck in a place so long that you are experiencing what I would call emotional or spiritual atrophy. Because you're stuck, other things in your life are suffering and deteriorating, and you're not allowing yourself to move forward. There have been things that uh, have come your way, people that have crossed your path, maybe opportunities that have been made available to you, but because you're still grieving the loss of, the ending of, the future of, or the failure of, you're missing out on what's next. For me, the wall that I experienced left me feeling isolated and alone. I felt like I had completely missed it with regards to my career and destroyed any hope of restoring the relationship that I had ended. On the other side of that wall, which took many months, by the way, was a true transition in me. You see, I was able to identify, process, and work through many of all those self-imposed protective walls that I had built around me. So I didn't have to feel the rejection and hurts of the past. I was finally able to connect the dots with how I was fearful of a marriage commitment because all I had ever known and witnessed was failed relationships. In that season of pain and confusion, I found the building blocks of healing. And these transitional moments opened the door for me to be confident in asking Anna to be my wife. In fact, tomorrow, July 4th, we celebrate 19 years of marriage. Additionally, transition gave me the opportunity to co-labor with Pastor Rich in starting Life Church. None of the past 20 years could have happened without significant change and these transitional moments. As a pastor, I have the privilege to be a part of some of the most exciting times and worst of times in people's lives. I have walked with people through times of grief but until I experienced it for myself, I couldn't really understand or even empathize. Now, I can connect with individuals in a personal way. We are rarely aware of the transitions in our own lives. That is, until we are on the other side of it. Only then can we look back and see how we've been transformed. And that's the hope, isn't it? The transformation occurs in us. But how do we see the transformation come come to fruition in our lives? Well, I'm glad you asked. One of my favorite chapters found in the New Testament is Romans 12. As Christians, we are to be living sacrifices to God, meaning we should want God to be pleased with us. We please God by how we treat one another, how we talk, what we stand for, and how we display the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are all taken into account. And Romans 12, two says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, or another version says the renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The world and the enemy of this world would want you to live in a place of denial, of bitterness and unforgiveness, But God wants you to live in a life that is hopeful, loving, and forgiving. He wants you to learn his will for for you is good, pleasing, and perfect. And we will only see that kind of transformation through the renewing of our minds. Our mind, by its very nature, is self-focused and self-absorbed and can only be renewed with the help of the Holy Spirit. Once you begin to change your thinking, God can transform you from bondage to freedom and that will change the way you see, thereby gaining a new perspective. So, speaking of perspective, Pastor Rich posed a question not too long ago that was so simple and yet was so profound, and I believe it connects with today's message as well. And I want to ask you that same question today: What is truer? And you may be asking, what does that mean? So. Take my story as an example. So it is true that I am a product of divorce. It is true that I felt rejected more times than I can count. It is true that I had a painful work experience. It is true that I grieved the loss of relationships. It is true that I lost a brother, a daughter, and grandparents. But for me, what is truer? What is truer is that I am loved by God. It is truer that I am a son. It is truer that I am a father. It is truer that I am a husband. You have, made, have experienced some awful, painful moments on your journey. So maybe it's a marriage that is over. Maybe it was a job that has gone, a house that has been removed. A boyfriend, a girlfriend that has left, a property that was stolen, innocence taken, a career that has changed, the horrible environment you were raised in. Maybe it's an inability to get pregnant. Maybe you have a difficult child. And yes, sons or daughters, moms and dads and friends that we have lost. But what is truer? What is truer about you? For those of you, of, of you who feel like this has connected some of the dots today, or maybe you recognize that in your transition and uh, you're in a transition, maybe you're just feeling stuck, so I would ask you to do this one simple thing. So write these two questions down. The first one is, what is my wall? What is the barrier in my life? And two, what is truer? What is my wall and what is truer? And maybe at some point today, you can find a quiet moment to write down your answers. Because my prayer for you is that you walk through current and future transitions with a new perspective. Maybe a new tool in your belt, and most importantly, a new sense of hope that what the Holy Spirit is doing in you and for you is greater than you can imagine. I wanna pray for you. Father, thank you that all these difficult times, all these painful moments, maybe it's suffering, maybe it's grief, maybe it's loss, all these things that have been imposed on us, things that we couldn't calculate or plan for, but they happened anyway. Father, I just pray right now that there is healing, that there is restoration, And God, that there is transformation in the hearts today. God, I pray that something in my story connected with people to allow them freedom to express and even maybe associate their pain with something good and something great that you are doing in their life. God, we can't always see the transition until we get past it. And so Father, I pray right now that as people are walking through these moments of transition, maybe they've identified a barrier in their life that they have to overcome. God, I pray that they would feel your sense of unconditional love, overwhelming peace, and overwhelming strength in their life to overcome. Help them renew their mind, give them change the way that they're thinking so that they can see this transformation in their life, that they let it see it come to fruition and that you would allow them to see what the barrier is, make it clear to them, make it just so crystal clear and evident that God, that they can identify it and then move past it. But God, that they also identify that the love and care and peace that you have for them is unconditional. God, you didn't promise that we would have a, just a, 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 a carefree life. You said troubles will come, but God, in those troubles, we can overcome. So God, I'm not praying against the suffering and the pain, but I am praying, God, that through, as we experience it, that God, we would see, have a new perspective and then be transformed in our hearts and in our lives and our spirits. So even today, as we go throughout this week, God, I just pray that healing begins, heal the broken places and transform us from the inside out. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.